with me if you would and turn to the book of Matthew chapter number 7. We're going to look at verses 13 and verses 14 if you would this evening when you get there stand with me. Just out of reverence to God's word. I'd like to look at these couple of verses and just this little thought. Hey the choice is yours. The choice is yours to make. Matthew chapter number 7 verses 13 and 14. Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. Father, Lord, I pray you'd help us now, God. I pray you'd, Lord, speak to us from your word. God, I pray you'd help each one of us, Lord, if there be one here. God, the one that's here that's nearest to hell, God, I pray you'd save them tonight. Lord, if there'd be one here, God, that's never accepted that free pardon of sin, God, that you gave so graciously through Jesus, God, would you save them tonight. I pray you'd make it so uncomfortable. God, I pray the conviction would be so thick, God, that they wouldn't be able to do anything else but come get saved. God, I pray you'd bless. Lord, be with the one here tonight, God, that perhaps is just on the fence. God, maybe you've called them to serve you in some way. God, maybe you've called them out, God, and they're resisting. God, would you just convict them one more time? God, would you would just do a work in their heart? God, would you help them to surrender to you tonight, God, and submit. Father, to the one here that's hurting, God, I pray you'd give them comfort. God, to the one here that's, that's downtrodden, God, I pray you'd give them peace like only you can. Father, I pray you'd help us now. Lord, be with us in this hour. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Please be seated. Thank you so much for standing out of the reverence of God's word. Preacher said I could preach just about as long as I wanted to, as long as it wasn't midnight, right, preacher? As long as nobody was falling out of the windows or we're, we're good, amen? We'll try not to have you that long. We're going to try and be quick. I just want to share some thoughts with you here. The choice is yours to make. It seems that Scripture is pretty clear about there being two ways. Now, don't get me wrong. Don't get me twisted. There's not two ways to heaven. Uh, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, the life. Uh, no man cometh unto the Father but by me. Uh, this world today would want you to be confused. Satan would have you to think that there are many ways to get to him. The more ways that the world can convict you, that Satan can convince you that there are to heaven, the more likely you are to choose the wrong way. Uh, but there is still only one way. To get to God. And that way is through uh, Jesus Christ. I came across an article. Uh, it was in the New York Times. Very fitting for who we are and where we're going. And this article was written back in 2014 by a guy named Bloomberg. Any of you heard of him before? Pretty popular name there, right? Pretty famous name. Well, Mayor Bloomberg was post-mayor at this time. Mr. Bloomberg was doing an interview with the New York Times. And this is, uh, this is the account of the interviewer. Uh, after having had interviewed uh, Bloomberg. These were his words. Mr. Bloomberg was introspective as he spoke and seemed both restless and wistful. When he sat down for the interview, it was a few days before his 50th college reunion. His mortality had started dawning on him at the age of 72. And he admitted... He was a bit taken aback by how many of his former classmates had been appearing in the in memoriam uh, pages of his school newsletter. Hey, more and more people that he went to school with were passing away. Uh, but if he senses that he may not have as much time left 
as he would like. He has little doubt about what would await him at a judgment day. Now listen, these are the words of the interviewer after having interviewed Bloomberg. This is what he said, pointing to his work on gun safety, obesity, and smoking cessation. He said, and with a grin, I am telling you that if there's a God, when I get to heaven, I'm not stopping to be interviewed. I'm heading straight in. I have earned my place in heaven. It's not even close. That's what he said. And that seems foolish to a group of folks sitting in a church house on a Sunday evening, doesn't it? Do you realize that's the way most of the world is thinking tonight? I've done this, and I've done that, and I've tried my hardest, and I've done my best, and so God's got to still love me, right? A lot of people say if God's so loving and God's so great, then why would he make a, a way to go to hell at all? Friend, I'm here to tell you uh, the miraculous thing isn't the fact uh, that there's a way to heaven. I mean, a hell, the, the fact is, the, the miraculous fact is that there's a way to heaven at all. Uh, we deserve hell. We're each one sinners. We all deserve that. The, the miracle is that he gave us a way to get to heaven at all. Not that he would send someone to hell. Just a couple of side notes real quick. I think it's funny that people in the world will say things like, if there is a God, when I get to heaven. You can't have it both ways. You can't tell me that the very book that gives great promises like heaven that also speaks of a God, you can't pick through it and say, I like this, I like that, and I don't like that, so I'm going to pick these out and believe those. Listen to me today, friend. Uh, what that Bible says is truth, and what we believe does not determine truth, but the truth should determine what we believe. A whole lot of people today are determining that what they believe is truth. That's not right. We still have the truth. Psalm 14.1 says, The fool has said in his heart, There is no God. If there's no God, there's certainly no heaven. The very same word, of God declares both heaven and God who created it. There won't be any entrance interviews either. I like how people have this idea that they can live however they want to and then they can die and go to a pearly gate and proclaim why they should be let in right at the time of, of going. Friends, that's a lie. That's not truth. That's not what's going to happen. No one has ever been able to beg their way in after they died. You must make a decision on this side of eternity. A no decision is a decision. Do we understand that today? I don't know where you're at. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know if you're saved. I don't know if you're lost. But I can tell you this. If you've never put all of your faith and trust in what Jesus Christ did, the finished work on the cross at Calvary, then your decision to not choose that is the only thing that the Bible tells us will keep you from going to heaven. There's only one sin that's unpardonable. There's only one sin that God says, I cannot forgive it. And that is the rejection of the Holy Spirit, the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, the rejection of the Holy Spirit drawing you into Jesus Christ. That failure to put your faith and your trust in Jesus. The Bible says, my good deeds are as filthy rags. There are none righteous, no, not one. Am I okay to walk down? Is that, is that okay? Praise the Lord. Give you an illustration. I, I heard this years ago, and I think it's really good. I printed a $100 bill this morning. 
looks really good. You can't tell it's fake. Nobody could. You cannot tell it's fake by looking at it. And I take that $100 bill, and I go out here, and I find somebody on the road that's homeless, and I give them that fake $100 bill. And they take it, and they go, and they stay in a hotel room for the night. That fake $100 bill has just done some good. The teller at the hotel takes that fake $100 bill in and then gives it out to somebody else. That fake $100 bill then goes to somebody else that is really in time of need. Let's say they're, they're homeless as well and they need food. And so they take that fake $100 bill and they go to McDonald's. I don't know why anybody would go there, but they go there and they order food and they get full and it's done some more good. And let's say the owner of that McDonald's takes that $100 bill and let's say they really have a burden for breast cancer and they, they donate it to the Susan G. Coleman Breast Cancer Awareness Fund. And hey, this is my illustration. So let's say it cures cancer. Let's say it was the last $100 needed to cure breast cancer. My, my, look at all the good that that fake $100 bill has done. But at the end of the day, somebody's going to take that fake $100 bill to the bank. And that bank teller is going to swipe it with a marker and they're going to refuse the $100 bill. Do you understand that your entrance into heaven is not based on all the good you've done? It has nothing to do with it. It has everything to do with what Jesus Christ did on the cross at Calvary. If you're putting your faith and your trust in anything else, it's wrong. Just a couple of verses down, it breaks my heart. Some of the saddest verses in all the scripture, preacher. Look down at verse 21. Verse 21, 22, and 23. And we're moving back up to 13, but this just breaks my heart. He says, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, and in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works, and then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Do you understand who those folks are those folks are people that have sat on church pews all their life that's church people that are saying haven't I done this for you God haven't I been good haven't I worked in this ministry God haven't I helped out here God didn't I give my money God didn't I do this do you understand that those things are not the requirement to get into heaven it's purely the blood of Jesus Christ it's purely, simply what Jesus has already done for us. I want to look at a couple of things from verse 13 and 14. Let's look at the contrast of the two ways. I want to choose correctly. I've chosen correctly. And I pray you will as well. Psalm 1, 6 says, For the Lord knoweth the way of righteousness, but the, only, but the way of the ungodly shall perish there is a contrast, there is a stark difference in the two directions, in the two ways. Uh, one is heaven, one is obviously hell, one is an eternity uh, with God, uh, one is an eternal separation uh, from God. Do we understand that? Heaven and hell are both very real places. They are literally real places. 
I think sometimes uh, as saved people, we get in this mindset that heaven is so real and we're so looking forward to it and I can't wait to get there that we lose track of the fact, we lose sight of the fact that hell is just as real and that people are really going to go there. My, how that should break all of our hearts. There's a contrast of its description. One way is described as the broad way. No restrictions, no boundaries, no limitations. Hey, if it feels good, uh, then do it. If you think it's okay, then it's okay. That's the world we live in today, isn't it? Hey, you don't want to be a boy today, be a girl today. It's okay, we're not going to say anything to you. What we used to treat as mental illness, we now champion as a, a progressive thought in the world. My, my, how far have we come? This whole idea of do whatever you want to do, it's going to be all right, is wrong. We have the truth. Church, we have the truth. We need to stand on the truth. If we would stop sitting by and letting the world interact with us in such a way and impose their idea of truth on us and start imposing the real truth on them, maybe we'd see a little bit of a difference in this world. Just a thought. It has a wide gate. You won't have to squeeze in uh, through the narrow passage if you go that way. Judges 21 through 25 says, In those days there, were, there was no king in Israel, and every man did that which, that which was right in his own eyes. That certainly describes today. Now, we might have a, a government in place that is supposed to rule and reign, but I'll certainly tell you we live in a day where every man does that which is right in his own eyes. Again, we go back to this thought of what you believe does not determine truth. But the truth should determine what we believe. If we're allowing this book, if we're allowing God's holy word, if we're truly hiding it in our heart that we might not sin against God, then I think we'll also be sharing it with others so that they'll see that this so-called truth that they have is not actually truth. The other, way, the other way is described as a narrow way, as a straight gate. The word narrow in verse 14 is the Greek word thlibo. Uh, it means to press or to squeeze, uh, to compress, uh, uh, to, to constrain, uh, contracted, to trouble, afflicted, or distress. In other words, there's an easy way and there's a hard way. And unfortunately, for most of the world, the way to get to heaven is not the easy way. It's the hard way. You see, it's hard because it takes a change. It takes a change. You say, but what, what do we have to do? What do we have to do to go that, that narrow way as opposed to the broad way? Listen, if you want to go the broad way, don't do anything. Don't change anything. For all of sin to come short of the glory of God. Hey, we're all born sinners. I, I look at my children. I love my, my sweet, precious children. I never one time, I, I despise lying. I, I despise it. That's, that's, hit me in the face, but don't lie, right? I never taught my children to lie. It's miraculous how they get to a certain age and, and they begin to, oh, I didn't do that. I don't know what happened to that. I don't know about that. I didn't write my name on the wall. It was somebody else. You see, we don't have to be trained. We don't have to be taught to be sinners. We're all sinners from birth. For all of sin to come short of the glory of God. And because of that, you don't have to do anything different than live your life the exact way you are, and you will, I promise, make it to the broad gate. Oh, but if you want to go the narrow gate, if you want to go that narrow path, 
it's going to take a change, and that change is in Jesus. Proverbs 14, 12, there's a way which seemeth right unto man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Let's look at the crowd quickly. We see a crowd. There's many in one and a few in the other. Exodus 23, 2 says, Thou shalt not follow a multitude to evil. Again, when it comes to this broad way described here, the Bible says, Many there be which go in thereat. That's heartbreaking. Does that break your heart tonight? You know, this thing of, 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 of salvation, this whole idea of going to heaven or going to hell, it's personal, right? And me, me and your pastor were talking at lunch today, talking about my mother and, and, and some of his family and just different things. And I, I said, you know, I'm so thankful that my salvation doesn't hinge on whether or not any of you can tell I'm saved or not. But, with that being said, there should still be desire to do the things of God, the things that God would have us to do. Uh, but this thing, of, this thing of, of salvation is personal, but, but not so personal that we lose track of the fact that we need to be sharing it with everybody that we come in contact with. We get this idea of we've got the greatest news ever and, and God has given us the best gift ever and we hoard it to ourselves and we hide it inside ourselves and we don't give it to anybody. Why do we do that? Why don't we share like we should be sharing? We're so quick to talk about so many things yet so short to talk about the Word of God and about what Jesus did for us without a change of direction we're all headed for the Broadway look at Romans chapter number three with me look at a couple of verses real quick here Romans chapter number three a very familiar portion of scripture any of you have been a, a student of God's word for any time you've come across these verses if you've ever tried to lead anybody through the, to the Lord through the Romans road of salvation you've read these verses Romans chapter number three Verses 10 through 18. As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. There is none that understandeth. There is none that seeketh after God. They are all gone out of the way. They are all together become, become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good, no, not one. Their throat is an open sepulcher with their tongues. They have used deceit. Their poison of asps is under their lips. Whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness? Their feet are swift to shed blood. Destruction and misery are in their ways, and the way of peace have they not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. I can't think of a better description of the world that we live in today than those verses right there. No fear. No fear at all of a holy God. No fear of what He could do and will do. The Broadway comes easy. It's natural. It's the natural way. Uh, we have to be taught that narrow way. Proverbs 22, 6 says, Train up a child in the way he should uh, way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Hey, does that mean you raise your child in church and they'll never walk away? No, not at all. But I certainly think, I think it means this. If you train your child up in the way of the Lord, you raise your child up in church, and when they get older, and, and let's say they have walked away, they'll never lose sight. You'll never forget about what God has done for you in your life. There was a, a season in my life where as a saved person, 
I was living in this world. I was living for this world. I had turned my back on the church. But one thing I had never done in my darkest of dark moments, I never turned my back on God. I wasn't serving Him. I wasn't doing what I was supposed to be doing. But I still knew He was there. And I still knew what He expected of me. Even if I was disobedient. Train up your child in the way he should go. And when he's old, he will not depart from it. Acts 18.26 And he began to speak boldly in the synagogue whom when Aquila and Priscilla had heard, they took him unto them and expounded unto him the way of God more perfectly. Listen, if you want to find the narrow way, it's going to take somebody presenting the gospel to you. And it's going to take you accepting what Jesus Christ did. It's a difference. There's a big difference in the broad way and the narrow way. I also think it's pretty interesting, preacher, that everywhere you go, especially in New York, there's a broad way. They tout it. It's a big deal. You never find the narrow way anywhere. No cities ever have a road labeled narrow way. I don't know, just a side thought. When it comes to that narrow way, the Bible says, few there be that find it. Not too many people are seeking God in our day. Not too many people are searching for the truth today. In fact, the majority are looking, not looking for a way to heaven at all. We, we were out uh, soul winning. We were out street preaching in Denton, Texas. And uh, it was amazing the amount of people that we came in contact with that would simply say things like, I know I'm on my way to hell. Leave me alone. Or the amount of people who would say, I don't care what happens after this life. The amount of people that were there in protest to us preaching the word of God. That's the world we live in today. Oh, people don't want to hear it. But you know what? We're in good company. That's the same way the world was when Noah was building a boat. That's the same way the world was then. Oh, foolish man. It's okay. You can call me foolish. We live in this day, what's it, what's it called? The YOLO world. The YOLO day. You only live once. Hey, I'm here to tell you, young person, <laughs> that YOLO junk is garbage. You don't only live once. You only have to die once, but you're going to live twice. There is an eternity set aside for each and every single one of us. We will meet a day when we step out into eternity. You do not have to die that second death. That second death is an eternal separation from God in an awful place called hell. You don't have to spend one moment there. You can go to heaven. You can have eternal life in and through Jesus. Eternity awaits everyone. Either eternal life in heaven with God or eternal death in hell. The choice. Jesus just said, enter in. We have to make a choice. Jeremiah 21 and verse 8 says, And unto this people thou shalt say, Thus saith the Lord, Behold, I set before you the way of life and the way of death. We're commanded to ask for the good way. Jeremiah 6, 16 says, Thus saith the Lord, stand ye in the ways and see, and ask for the old paths, where is the good way, and walk therein, and ye shall find rest for your souls. But they said, we will not walk therein. Hey, to enter in, you have to choose the narrow way. You must choose Jesus Christ. John chapter number 14, verse 2 through 6, says, In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am, 
there you may be also, and whither I go you know, and the way ye know. And Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we know not whether, whether thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Jesus is the door. He's not a door. I don't care what this world tries to tell you. Jesus is the only way to get to heaven. And we've also been lulled to sleep by Satan into this idea that there's more time. I think one of the biggest lies straight from the pits of hell is that there's more time. You don't have to do it today. You just wait and do it tomorrow. Hey, how about this Christian good, well-meaning movies? Good, well-meaning movies. Presenting the gospel will multiple times in a movie have a man in a car crash and about to lay dead on the road, and right before he dies, say, Jesus, come into my heart and get saved. Or a man laying in a hospital bed, about to die, and, and he'll accept Jesus as his Savior, and boom, there you go, he's straight into heaven. Hey, that's true. That's true. If you get saved right before you die, you're going to heaven. But that doesn't mean wait until right before you die. Do we recognize young folk in this room? Do we recognize that we don't know what tomorrow holds. There's this idea, for some reason we've got this idea that we're going to live forever. There's an appointed day for all of us. Do we realize that? I, I, I listen, I'm only, I'm only 38, almost 39, and it's, sometimes it's weird to think about the fact that you're going to die, but you will. It's coming. Have you made a decision yet? Mark 16, 16 says, He that believeth, and is baptized shall be saved. But he that believeth not is condemned already. No belief, no decision is a decision. Acts 4, verse 10 through 12, Be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom ye crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him does this man stand here before you whole, this is the stone which set it not of you builders, which is become the head of the corner. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. There's only one way. There's only one way. There's always only been one way. There always will only be one way. We, we live in this day where everybody wants to coexist and and co-mingle, and I don't want to offend anybody else. And we were talking about the parable of the sower and the seed today and talking about how, how nowhere in that parable does, does Jesus put the earnest on the sower as to where to throw the seed. But we get this mindset of, we, I don't want to offend somebody. Hey, if somebody walks by you in full hijab, and full-on you know, Muslim garb, right? They've told you everything you need to know about where their eternity lies. Why would we look at that person and say, I, I don't want to offend them? Is it really offending somebody to give them the only news that they ever need to hear? Lord, help us. Lord, help us. We all, in order to enter heaven, will have to forsake our own ways and choose Christ. Isaiah 55 and verse 7, Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts, and let him return unto the Lord. And he will have mercy upon him and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. Y'all stand to your feet, bow your heads, close your eyes. If we could have somebody come to the piano, I don't know if this is typical for a missionary, but I just feel like we should always have an altar call.
I, I feel like the, obviously the altars are always open, should always be all open. Uh, but I just feel like, hey, I feel like there's a young man here tonight that needs to get something right. There's a young man here tonight that's, he's got some sin in his life. Maybe he's not made the decision to follow the Lord. Tonight's the night. Don't leave here that way. You can settle that thing. Oh, no better thing that you could do than to give it to the Lord. Which way have you chosen? You say, I haven't chosen yet. Then you've chosen. You say, I haven't chosen yet. You've chosen. You say, I'll do it tomorrow. You're not promised tomorrow. Even in the middle of COVID, when COVID was wreaking havoc across this world, when people were dying left and right, we didn't know what was going on. Can I tell you that the leading cause of death was still congenital heart failure? The leading cause of death still came with no warning signs. It came with no text message. It came with no call from the doctor. There was no warning. The, the only symptom of that heart failure is sudden death. Why do we have this idea that it's not me? Hey, here's an idea. Why not me? Why not me? I don't know where you're at this evening, but if you've never trusted Jesus as your personal Savior, I pray, I pray that you'd come get that thing settled. Today is the day of salvation. Hey, and how about it, how about it, child of God? How about it? Are you witnessing like, are you witnessing like you really believe what Pastor said a few minutes ago before we started that the rapture could come today? He said, I'm praying that it could happen today. Hey, let me ask you this. Here's a thought. If the rapture happened today, my, my, how many of you believe in heaven? Hey, man, glory to God. I'm excited to go to heaven. I'm, I'm excited about no more pain. I'm excited about no more, no more losing loved ones. I'm excited. I'm excited about walking on the very thing that we care so much about here, money. Just walking on gold, it means nothing. I'm excited. I'm ready. Hey, but do you believe in hell? Do you really believe in hell? You know, if we believe that heaven really exists, we have to believe that hell really exists too. Let me ask you this thought. If he did come back, if he came back before we finish this service, who is it that you know right now? Maybe it's you. Maybe it's a friend. Maybe it's a loved one. Who is it that you know right now, if he came back right now, would not go to heaven? Who is it? Would you do business with the Lord? Ask Him to give you a burden to reach that person this week. Would you pray for them? Pray for their salvation. Would you pray that God would use you to reach that person? He's coming back soon. I believe it could be today. Preacher, I'm praying it is today. With that being said, I've got friends, I've got family, I've got loved ones that I know would not go to heaven with me. We have got to stop treating the rapture of the church like an escape plan and start treating it like a deadline. There's coming a day when night will be here and no man can work. We're running out of time. Would you pray?